back to the PKD Dietitian Podcast. I'm Diana Bruin, a kidney dietitian and an expert in all things PKD. Today, we have a great listener question, plus some quick answers to FAQs I get around keto, PKD, labs, and what your options are to work with me. Stick around. There are even some answers to FAQs about me personally. It cracks me up a bit that you guys are curious about me, but hey, that's good as I am popping into your life and earbuds every other week with each new episode. Today's listener question comes from Owen, who is out of San Francisco. He wrote in, I listened with great interest to your episode on the results from the Keto ADPKD randomized control trial. I occasionally fast, but I'm considering doing a longer fast, like the three-day water fast that was done in a study. What do you think of extended fasting? Is it good for PKD? I would love to hear your thoughts and recommendations, but also if there are any additional benefits for PKD with an extended water fast. Great question, Owen. I am sure lots of folks who read about or heard about the Keto ADPKD results are thinking the same thing. First, let me clarify. The participants in the water fast group of the Keto ADPKD study were closely monitored and supervised by medical professionals. The reason a three-day water fast was used was because it's easy to explain and to figure out. Also, it pretty much guarantees that the study participants would be in ketosis during the fasting period because of the length of time without any carbohydrates or food. Although different forms of fasting have been practiced for religious, spiritual, and even medical reasons throughout history, it's really just recently that it has become a popular and mainstream wellness trend. With PKD, there are some altered pathways and an altered energy usage in the body. In very simple terms, these pathways run at much higher rates than normal, and that combined with the different way cysts use energy are part of what drives cyst growth. One of the reasons folks fast is to downregulate these pathways, to turn them off, or to help clean out and I have that in quotation marks, broken and malfunctioning bits in the body, and of course, to get into ketosis and make ketones. Because when you go without carbs or with limited carb intake for a certain amount of time, your body naturally switches over to making ketones as an energy source. This is a very simple explanation. I have a whole bonus module hot topic in the PKD Nutrition Academy that really elaborates more all around fasting, what it is, and how it potentially can impact PKD. When it comes to an extended water fast, like the one done in the Keto ADPKD study, I don't see any additional benefits or perks for PKD in doing it. Any benefits you could possibly get can be achieved through other versions of fasting that aren't as long or as extreme. For example, the 16-8 fast is frequently done in the PKD community. This just means that you have a fasting period of 16 hours, so you don't eat for 16 hours, usually overnight, 
and an eating period or an eating window of eight hours. Now remember, kidney health and PKD health aren't just about what you take away. It's also about what you include, what's on your plate. Nourishment is important. There is no nourishment in an extended water fast. There are no nutrients coming in. Undernourishment is just as bad as overnourishment for your kidneys and for your PKD health. Again, let me repeat that. There are no nutrients, including essential nutrients, coming in during an extended fasting period. Plus, there are other risks related to extended fasting. For example, low blood sugar. And this can happen especially if you are on metformin or other diabetes-related meds. Low blood pressure can happen too, especially if you are taking blood pressure meds, which a lot of folks in the PKD community are. Risks of nutrient and electrolyte imbalances are also very real. You have lots of fluid coming in, but no nutrients or electrolytes. So there is a risk of low sodium in your body, which is called hyponatremia, among other risks. Meds that are commonly used with PKD can also impact how you feel during and respond physically to a fast. As you can see, it's a bit more complicated than eat or don't eat. My advice is it's best to talk to your medical team before trying any type of fast and to stop if you experience any of the symptoms that I mentioned. There are known benefits for fasting, including for PKD, but it isn't the best and the only option for everyone. As always, before you try anything, learn what it is, why you are doing it, and how to do it safely. Owen, I hope this helps clarify extended fasting and PKD for you and gives you some good starting points to think about before jumping in. Let's get to some FAQs I get around PKD. The first question I get all the time is, should I try keto and will it work for me? My answer is, that depends. It is an option and an opportunity for PKDers. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right option to support your health. My best advice, and this will sound familiar, is to educate yourself on what keto is, why it's even being mentioned around PKD, and what a kidney-safe keto looks like. Because yes, you can do more harm than good with an ill-planned ketogenic diet. For more on all of this, check out my three-part series on keto. Episode 19 of the podcast, Ketogenic Diets, Are They Good for PKD? is where you should start. I've linked it out in the show notes for you. Another question I get all the time is, is there such a thing as drinking too much water? The short answer is yes. And there is a medical term for it that I mentioned earlier called hyponatremia. Now, good fluid intake and hydration definitely have perks for PKD. And I know lots of you listening who are taking Tolvaptin or Genarque are consuming up to five to six liters a day. But there is a point where fluid intake 
is too much. And the electrolyte balance in your body, in your blood, especially sodium, gets too diluted and you don't meet your minimum needs. Because don't forget that sodium is actually an essential mineral. Your body needs it to function. And when you have too much hydration or that low sodium in your body, that can come with all kinds of side effects. The more common ones are muscle cramps or fatigue and even headaches. And in severe cases, low sodium can lead to seizures, coma, and even death. And that is the point where someone is having too much hydration. In general, three liters a day isn't too much. But know this, with lower kidney function, so a lower GFR, some folks do need to restrict their intake, that is to limit how much they are drinking, because their kidneys aren't getting rid of excess fluid, their body holds onto it. If you are not sure if you are drinking too much or not enough, talk to your doctor or your dietitian. They will be able to give you a personalized prescription for your water. If you're interested in learning more about hydration and how much is good for PKDers and even how Tolvaptin works, check out the blog I have linked out called What is a Good Fluid Goal for Polycystic Kidney Disease? Piggybacking the question about hydration is another one that I get all the time. And I get asked, does the sodium in labs show that I'm doing a good job limiting my salt intake? Surprise, guess what? It doesn't. Your sodium lab value doesn't speak to how much you are consuming but more to your hydration status. And in general, if your sodium levels in your labs come up as too high, you are dehydrated. And if they come up as too low, you are overhydrated. In my experience as the PKD dietitian, you guys are master hydrators. And I do see some lower sodium labs. Most of the time, there is no issue, there is no concern, but I definitely keep an eye on it with folks and we figure out their right fluid balance. And sometimes, especially for folks who are doing ketogenic therapy, I ask people to intentionally salt some of their food. That's right, you heard me correct. I have asked people to add salt. Plant-forward ketogenic therapy generally cuts out all processed food and is whole food based. This is a good thing. That, however, means that very little sodium is coming in because most of the sodium that we get is from processed foods. So if you combine this with someone who never adds salt to anything because that's the PKD way, there can be some problems. And mainly, I see muscle cramps and fatigue Plus, this is when often their labs regarding sodium border on being too low. We don't go wild and crazy, but we are intentional to meet their needs because no sodium is not better than low sodium. The next question I often get is, my kidney function is good. Do I or should I change anything? And my answer is yes, absolutely yes. What you do now 
and the lifestyle habits you put into place will impact you for the rest of your life. And they will also impact your PKD progression too. We know that cysts are causing damage and inflammation way before the kidney labs show up as abnormal. So the sooner that you start positive nutrition changes that have perks for PKD, the better. Think of it this way. All those positive changes will compound over time and have a big impact. That's why every positive change or perk for PKD matters. And that's also why you hear me saying you don't have to do all of the things all at once. PKD is slow growing. We know this. It sucks, but at the same time, this gives you the opportunity to make small positive changes and to make those changes become a habit in your day-to-day life. So just think of how powerful that habit is after you have been consistently doing it for 30, 40, and even 50 years. This brings us to some frequently asked questions I get about how to work with me. Often people ask if I accept insurance, and I don't. I do not work with insurance. However, I do accept health saving account payments and FSAs, and can also provide folks with what's called a super bill to try and get reimbursed with their insurance. I also get the question of what are my options? How can I work with you? And there's several different ways to work with me. I have some do-it-yourself. I have uh, a group program. And I also have some one-on-one work with me. So let me tell you a little bit about each of those. The PKD Nutrition Academy is my learn and do on your own in your own time. It's a great eight-week program where you will come in and learn about your nutrition opportunities your pillars of PKD, and also how to reduce or remove any stressors. So you get some education, you get action, and tons of guides. You can start that any day. I also have the PKD Nutrition Program, which I offer several times a year. It's a hybrid where you get the PKD Nutrition Academy, and then also a bunch of sessions with me to work on it personally, to give you your roadmap and also the guidance and support to make the changes and understand them. Looking at one-to-one options, this is generally work with me over a 90-day period. I offer the PKD Health Pro, which is a great program where we meet weekly. We outline your best opportunities with PKD and we get to work putting them in place. And then I also have the PKD keto program, which is also 90 days. And this one walks you through understanding keto, getting started, and also finding your best ketogenic life. And of course, in all these one-to-ones, we are digging into your labs. We are looking at your supplements. We are doing everything to support slower progression, your kidney health, and to prevent complications. Now, I am thinking about turning my Keto Pro into a small group program, focusing on folks who do have a little bit lower kidney function. If that's something that would benefit you and you are interested in, let me know. Because like I said, I haven't completely committed to that yet. 
So the last portion today is some frequently asked questions I get about myself personally. Often I get asked, do you have PKD? I do not. And no one in my family does have it. So usually following that, people will ask me, well, how did you get interested in PKD? I have been a kidney dietitian for quite a few years and a registered dietitian for well over 15 years, a long time, folks. And I have always been on the end of let's put proactive nutrition in place. And then I got interested in the PKD community through working with um, Thomas Wimes in developing a safe plant-forward ketogenic therapy for PKD. And the more that I got to know the PKD community and the more that I dug into everything we know about nutrition and outcomes and saw how it wasn't being shared or supported for PKDers like yourself, the more I became a little bit heated and also decided that I wanted to be the person who spoke to this, who shared it, and helped support you in being healthier. That's how I evolved. And if you would like to know more, a little bit more in detail of how I became the PKD dietitian, I've linked out episode 14, which goes a little more into that. And I got to say, I love it. I love it because I get to work with you guys. I also get to dig into the science of stuff and educate a lot of other dietitians on the opportunities that we have to help. So you might have heard me say, I only work with about 10 people at a time. And so I get asked why I don't work with more people. The work that I do with each person is very in-depth and I put a lot of my life mojo into it, but also to make sure that the PKDers I'm working with are supported, they get everything that they need to succeed, and I am showing up 100% every single time that I have a session with them. And I have found that this is the number that enables that. That's also why I have group programs so I can help more people and give access to better information. And last but not least, a lot of you have been asking, how am I doing and how are my ankles? And if you're new to the PKD Dietitian Podcast, just a little rewind. I took an epic fall this past summer and broke both of my ankles. After that, I was bedbound for about two weeks and housebound for about three months. I'm doing better. Thank you so much for asking. I've been slow to heal. My bones are healed now, but there are some other problems. I'm actually in physical therapy, essentially relearning how to walk. As you guys know, when one part of your body is off or injured, it can affect many other parts. And so that's where I am. I'm working on my strength. I'm working on supporting my health and really doing everything I can to ensure a better ambulatory future for myself. It's not easy, folks, but definitely making progress there. That's it for today's episode. I hope you found some valuable tidbits in it and also learned a little bit more about your options for working with me. And if you have a question or topic you want covered, send it my way. I guarantee if you are confused or interested in something that other folks in the PKD community are too. And until next episode, happy and healthy eating.